to shoot. David Beckham. Oh, goodness me. Awful long time. And now they're stretched at the back. The US have numbers. Altidore squares it. Dempsey's missed it. Donovan has it. From hope, there is glory. It's London Donovan. Pelota se va escurriendo hasta que llegan los botines de JJJ con la derecha. This is Sunday Luke's finest podcast with David and Obi. Sunday League's finest. I'm Obi Hernandez and co-host is David Donis. What up, y'all? What up? Sorry about the late um, podcast put out this week. Ran into some technical difficulties on David. Yeah, if we had a better producer, this might not happen as often. Yeah, it's uh, we might have to reconsider that producer. Yeah, but whatever. We're here. We're queer. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, All right David. Well, MLS Rewind. What do you think? Uh, I mean, uh, the thing that really stuck out to me is that all the uh, all the top teams, at least in the East, uh, all lost. You had New York FC losing, Red Bulls losing, and Atlanta United losing to DC United again. Man, that's actually turning into a bigger rivalry than the Colorado. Uh, I mean, the Orlando um, game, just because. Uh, I guess, go ahead. I guess you can say DC United just has a. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the the biggest thing is they took a page out of Jose Mourinho's and they just, they completely parked the bus every time they play Atlanta. And uh, I mean, they don't even try hey. to hide it or anything, but shit, if it works, it worked. Man, it worked, yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, it's it's not like Atlanta didn't have their chances. Uh, they definitely just didn't capitalize and they, they just one stop you play in the back and DC got up 1-0 and ever since then they were chasing the game. What about you? Anything stick out? You got to do whatever you got to do to win. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, the, the thrashing galaxy at Real Salt Lake, that was just awful. 6-2. to two, um, I mean, you have the most high, highest paid defense in the league, and they literally cannot do their only job, which is to not concede goals. Instead, you have Michael Ciani with another own goal. Yeah, man, that's pretty crazy because the, the week before they had lost, uh, what was it, 6-0 to somebody too, right? Uh, that was two weeks ago, uh, right before the LAFC game, they lost uh, 5 nothing to, they lost, I forgot. Yeah, they got, they got white. Shit, man, I mean, if they're, if they're ever tied for that last playoff spot and goal differential comes down to it, it's not going to happen. Oh, wait. Actually, MLS isn't using that as a tiebreaker, right? Um, I'm not sure what they're using, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, MLS likes doing everything different. So, I think they're doing uh, wins this year instead of goal differential, which is, uh, to me, it's pretty stupid. Uh, you know, the MLS, we got to be different from everybody else. Yeah. But, anyways, it, it's kind of interesting because now every week in MLS, uh, everybody's stepped it up a notch uh, just to make those last few playoff spots. So, Really, there's no easy games um, on the board. No, especially in the West, dude. The, the la- last playoff spots are uh, kind of up for grabs between multiple teams. So these last six games are pretty much playoff games. Yeah. I freaking look at Seattle, yeah, man. Seattle. Really turning it up just like they always do. Just get hot at the end of the season. Yeah, dude. That's, that's uh, I guess, the biggest criticism of the MLS, right? Like, you can... 
You can be mediocre all throughout the season, turn it on at the end, have a good run in the playoffs, and make it to the championship. Yeah, but I mean that's that's how all American sports are. Except, I think in other American sports, usually the better team, either like the the one that finishes on top or second, they still end up winning it most times. You know, I think MLS is unique where, except for last year when Toronto won the Supporters Shield and actually won the MLS Cup, usually it doesn't pan out. You had Galaxy, what like at least three of their championships, they were they barely made the playoffs. Yeah, sneaked in. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, what, what do you think? Does Galaxy make the playoffs? Yes or no? Uh, with the fully fit team, I say they make the playoffs barely, 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 barely. But I, I mean, jo- Giovanni came back. But it looks like Sebastian Leggett is injured. He actually just got sent back from the U.S. Men's National Team um, because of the injury, but. I don't know. Uh, we got to make a coaching change. I would actually say fire Shiggy Schmidt right now and uh, leave Dominic Kinnear in charge. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Siggy's run his course, even though he has a lot of uh, history of winning behind him. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know where you go from there. You got to. You got to do something. But I, I personally right. don't think Galaxy's going to make it. I think they're they're already in the seventh spot, and I think they have two games more than the other teams fight fighting for a playoff spot. So I don't see, especially with C- the way Seattle and Portland are playing right now. But uh, obviously, you know, I'm a galaxy fan, so I hope they pull through, but I just don't see it. So it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Cause even though, even though galaxy has won the, uh, the El Trafico, uh, LAFC will be the one going to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I guess you could kind of say it's kind of like, um, Remember when uh, Real Madrid won the league, but they didn't beat Barca? Oh, yeah. So, it was both times Barca won it. So, it's kind of like, yeah, you won the league, but you really proved you were the best. Yeah, but at the end of the day, history is judged on how many championships you have, right? But but I guess it would in MLS, because of the playoff structure, it doesn't matter if you go into the playoffs and you don't win the championship. Nobody's going to remember that you made the playoffs. Shit, look how many times New England Revolution has been in the playoffs and nobody gives a crap about that. Exactly. Look at Columbus Crew. Yeah. Uh, anything you thought uh, out of the – anything interesting about European soccer over the weekend? Uh, not, nothing too much. The only thing I, I really liked was uh, – new. I mean, I'm a big Man City fan, Guardiola fan. But uh, Yedlin was able to score a goal against them. Woo-woo. So I thought that was pretty cool. Do it, Yedlin. Scoring. Yeah, Jonathan Brooks, yeah, too, uh, for uh, what's that team he plays for in Europe? Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Always love it when uh, your Americans score goals. Um, but exactly. yeah. Isn't it pretty funny how we get super excited just to see an American do well in one team? But, like, yeah. I doubt. Every other nation is keeping track. Of. <laughs> like, like Brazil, they're like, yeah, we have Brazilians scoring all over the place, all over the world all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's cool. I mean, that's why, like, I used to be really into Fulham back in the day just because I had so many, uh, so many Americans. They had McBride, Dempsey, um, you know, a couple other Americans. Um, so, yeah, it's cool watching them do well abroad. And I think right now, because we had, you know, in my personal opinion, part of us missing the – World Cup is that we had so many Americans that were playing abroad come back to MLS, and I really feel like it took their game like way down. So I'd rather see, 
you know, the, the young kids playing in Europe and turning it up and then just come back way later in life, you know? Um, I mean, I, I guess I can see your point there, but I just feel like the, they lost their hunger, the U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah, that's part of it, too. But I feel like that coming into MLS kind of does that, too, because you, you can just chill. Like, no matter what Bradley and Altador do, they're going to be starting for Toronto every game. They didn't have that playing for the teams they were playing in Europe. If they don't show up, they're going to be benched. Yeah. But, uh, You're right. man, how about uh, Barcelona and Huesca? <laughs> Eight to, eight to two, man. I was like, That's, dude, it's like yeah. baseball scores or something. Oh, man, dude, I think I pretty think, much like there's, there's no competition with La Liga between like the dude, top four teams and the rest of the bottom. They need to do something because um, I mean they're never going to be a big league like the EPL when you have teams just getting shellacked like that. And it's not it's not like a rare thing. Like you routinely see Barcelona and Real Madrid just destroy teams. And uh, nobody's well, I mean, gonna. That's what they're. That's what they're built they're on. Trying right? a, they're trying to fix it in the sense that they're trying to bring more fans by bringing some games over here to the states. I think that's the most stupid idea I've ever heard. But yeah, it looks like it's happening. Yeah, we talked about it last time. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so staying on with uh, Europe, what do you think about the Champions League draw, man? You want to just go through them and get our uh, thoughts? Yeah. You, you can definitely let our, our viewers know that, um, you know, the different groups, um, maybe not yeah. everyone has taken a chance to look at it. Well, uh, first of all, they I think uh, I heard they made a change, right? Like they gave um, other countries more spots than they usually did. Like I think Italy got four spots instead of like two or three or something like that. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about that, unfortunately. Yeah, so like like Inter, Inter Milan is it. Is in this tournament, and I think they finished like fourth, and they normally wouldn't. So what they're doing is, I guess taking. Didn't they just qualify? Because they they do have a external like qualifying. Yeah. For the Champions League, so the lower teams have to go to play another tournament, and then they qualify. It might have been that that way, but uh, either way, that yeah, there's but something changed where they got they get more spots to you know like bigger countries, uh, versus just you know giving spots to some of the smaller countries. Um, so I think that's why you're going to see a lot of big clubs in this tournament that normally wouldn't be here. It'd be like somebody like, um, you know, a, a club in Portugal or, you know, those smaller European countries. But anyways, uh, I'm going to go through the groups and I want you to give me who you think is going to come out of it. All right. All right. All right. So in group A, we got Atletico, Dortmund, Monaco and Club Bruges. Okay, so Atletico Madrid is always a great, great team. I, I see them coming out, no problem. Cholo, uh, Cholo Simeone has been playing on all cylinders. Griezmann decided to stay with them. All right. I see them coming out, Hey, we no got problem. eight groups. We, we don't um, need a whole, a whole, your life story on each of them, all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I can see Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, I mean, no, there's no argument there. That's pretty cut and dry. Group B, we got Barcelona, Tottenham, PSV, and Inter. Man, what a group. Uh, I say Barca, Tottenham. Yeah, man, that one's tough. Uh, what about you? What do you think about I, that? I, first of all, I think that's the, that's the group of death for sure. Those are some big clubs. But, um, I mean, Inter hasn't really been relevant that recent. PSV is always up there. You know, Tottenham with Harry Kane. I've been. I, I still get. I'm just still gonna say Barca and Inter. 
I, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I can't, I can't, That's I can't, an I can't say Tottenham. Can't yeah, go I can't Tottenham. go for Tottenham. All right. Uh, group C: PSG, Napoli, Liverpool, and Kravina Zvedva from Serbia. <laughs> with that, with that one, I think that one's straight up as well. PSG and Liverpool come out. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Timothy Weah can do something. Maybe he'll show yeah. up Neymar. All right. Um, Group Group D, and I think this one is this group is wide open. You got Lokomotiv Moskva from Russia, Porto from Portugal, Schalke Germany, and Galatasaray from Turkey. I would actually say Schalke and Galatasaray. Yeah, I mean it could go. It could be really anybody, but it could go either way. A lot of those teams can, yeah. But I say Schalke and uh, Galatasaray. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go Schalke and Porto. And Porto just because of their history of doing well in the Champions League, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Back in Mourinho's days, too. Yeah. Group E, Bayern, Benfica, Ajax, and Ike from Greece. Uh, I say Bayern and uh, I, I want to say Ajax, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Ajax too. Bayern and Ajax. Yeah, Bayern definitely. Oh yeah, duh. No brainer. All right, Group F, your your butt buddy team, Man City, Shakhtar Donetsk, Lyon, and Hoffenheim. I'd say Man City, of course, and Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim, huh? Yeah. You know, even though even though like Olympic Lyon is like a a bigger team. There's just something about those Germans, man. They just they have their system in place, so every any team really does so well. So yeah, I'm gonna agree with you and go Man City Hoffenheim. Yep. Group G, uh, Real Madrid without Cristiano Ronaldo, Roma, CSK Moskva, and Pilsen from the Czech Republic. Uh, well, obviously, I hate Real Madrid, but they go through, and, and Roma will get through as well. Yeah, yeah. What? Roma had a good Champions League run last year, so I think they can produce some magic again. Yeah, and Roma knocked out Barca, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It was a crazy turnaround. That's a that's a pretty easy no-brainer. Uh, Group H, let's see how Ronaldo can do with Juventus, Manchester United, Valencia, and Young Boys from Switzerland. That one's definitely, I say Juventus goes through, but the Man U one, because of everything that's going on right now, players kind of don't like Mourinho. Mourinho's kind of been playing, like, you know, not playing coaching whack. Um, I, I'm going to go with the sleeper here. I say uh, Juventus and give me the other teams again. I Valencia and Young Boys. Oh, Valencia. Oh, Young Boys? I'm just kidding. Valencia. Yeah. Yeah, hell no. I'm not that dumb, dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I don't like the way Manchester United is playing at all. It, they're just a, a, a former shell of their team. So, I, I yeah, I, I see Valencia and Juventus coming coming through. Um, man, but, uh, shoot, exciting soccer. I'm not sure. When's the first game? Uh, eh, it should be coming up soon. It's coming up. Dude, the Champions League. It, yeah, and football season, too. But this is a soccer podcast, so we're not, we won't talk yeah, about football. This is a soccer podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talk about football. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the Champions League. Uh, if you guys disagree with us, let us know. Call us stupid. You can call Obi stupid, not me. But yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, 
So uh, nice from there, the email it's up there. We got um, from there. Let's uh, transition to the U.S. men's national team. The reason why we love soccer so much. We got a lot of friendlies coming up. Um, the reason we have heartbreak so much. Yeah, it's the reason why I cry myself to sleep every night. Because we missed the fucking yeah. World Cup. No, it's okay. I'm over we it. I'm over it. Cup. I'm over it. A no, World Cup without it. the USA is in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. I have, a, I have a, a poster of Josie Altidore that I throw darts at. Great, dude. I like it. <laughs> uh, no, so we got the U.S. playing Brazil tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday. And then we got Mexico on the 11th in New Jersey. Oh, and then in Nashville. Yeah, who are they playing? Uh, they play Uruguay tomorrow. Uruguay. It's be a good That's a game. Good game. Yeah. Um, I'm head coach, so should be a good game. Yeah, then in Juan Carlos Osorio um, become the coach of Paraguay. That's what I heard. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a random one because obviously he was linked to the U.S. Men's national team and Colombia. And now just I don't know where he went to Paraguay. Yeah, what do you think about that? I mean... Paraguay, I don't, I don't see them as an attractive like job offer. I mean, who knows what they offered? Who knows what kind of? Maybe he just saw Miguel Amiron tearing it up yeah. and like, yeah. like I'm gonna go out and coach him. Well, I mean, they have nowhere to go but up because they missed the World Cup uh, this this past year. So, uh, I mean, it's it's World Cup or broke for them. But um, yeah, uh, and yeah, Miguel Amiron, yeah, he's a beast. So he he runs that team. Um, but fuck, let's uh, fuck Mexico because we're here to talk about the U.S. men's national team. Uh, what do you uh, what do you think about the roster for the, the college? Uh, definitely sticking a little bit more to the youth, um, but I think I think it's really good. I like to see Jazzy Zardes back on the on the list. I was very excited to see Sebastian Lejet because before he got injured, you know, he was tearing yeah, it up. He would, yeah, he um, was doing really well for the national team. And I love watching him play. It was unfortunate yeah. he got injured, but hopefully he just comes yeah. back, you know, the same. Well, now he kind of got injured and they just sent him back. Oh, um, really? Damn. So, yeah, so they just sent him back this morning. To the Can't catch a break. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I kind of like the balance of – a couple of senior players. And when we say senior, like, these guys aren't old. They just have been on the national team before because we have a very young team. But we got, you know, John Brooks uh, got called up. Even Julian Green, who was, you know, he was there when uh, Klinsman was calling up players. I really like Julian Green Um, with the national team. I haven't paid too much attention to how he's doing with the club. But, I mean, the last couple of friendlies that we used Julian Green in, I really liked what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we also got... Uh, DeAndre Yedlin, Bobby Wood, and Zardes. Yeah, some of the senior players. And when I say senior, these are young guys. So, uh, but I like the rest of the, the rest of the young team. We, we got Old Don being called in from Seattle. Um, I'm excited to see Timothy Weah play. Uh, Zach Steffen still number one keeper right now. I believe he is, and I'm super excited to see how he does against um, a cal- caliber team like uh, Brazil. You know. Yeah, yeah, I like I like him too, and uh, you know even Alex Bono got the call up, so I'll be interested to see what what he does. Um, I know I think we saw Ethan Horvath, and he had that one uh, that big mishap, right? Mistake. Yeah. yeah. So um, obviously you can't judge somebody on just that one one play. So I don't know. It's it's tough to wipe that out of your memory. Yeah, but, um, I mean, I, I I'm surprised we haven't called up even. Um... 
Klinsman's son, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna no, get, to the, he's gonna get the, the special the, treatment. In the U twenty uh, World Cup, I mean, he had a national team. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But uh, I'm ready to see this this team. Anybody else on the roster that kind of stands out to you? No, I think it's pretty much what what I anticipated. We're going young, which is good. How do we, how do we fare versus Brazil? What's the score? What's the versus Brazil? What's the score versus Mexico? Shoot, well, we saw um, we saw how well the young kids did against France, and shoot, they're freaking World Cup winners. So right. I don't see this game because I, even though Brazil is bringing some of their big players, I think they still feel a B team. So, and what we have now is really not our A team yet. We're still trying things out. So I think it's, it's, it won't be a blowout. I, I probably see a, a 2-0 Brazil scoreline or maybe Brazil's up 2-0 and then we just get one in maybe in, like with five or ten minutes left in the game and we lose 2-1. With Mexico... Man, do do you have you even seen their roster? What kind of what kind of uh, team are they bringing? Uh, a little mixture of uh, um, like some veteran players and uh, some young players as well. So, but I mean, the thing is, is Mexico versus USA. I don't think that's really a friendly game. Oh hell no! That's what we love uh, about it. I can't, I can't, I can't remember the last time they played a friendly. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I think they did one actually recently. Um, I can't remember when. I, I don't remember the scoreline. Maybe oh, it's but you know the. I guess I'm thinking about qualifying. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I guess with those games, it's really a flip of a coin. Obviously, I'm gonna say the U.S. wins it. Whether it's, uh, I don't know if it'll be the famous Dos Acero scoreline. Uh, but I have the U.S. taking it either one nil or two nil. What about you? What do you have for the scores against Brazil and Mexico? Um, Brazil, I kind of have the same thing you have where I'm expecting Brazil to win, but I'm expecting a good showing from the um, U.S. Men's National Team. Um, Mexico, it's always up in the air. Um, that one, I, I, I go a little more with my heart, so I say you. Good, good. Uh, and you know what's crazy is the, these games we have like that. We have Brazil, Mexico, uh, Colombia, England at Wembley, and then Italy. What do you think about that type of competition? I, I like it. These young players are gonna get are gonna get a real good chance to show what they can do versus some of the best in the world. And I think it'll, it'll give us a real good state of what U.S. soccer is really in because after the uh, disappointment of not making the World Cup, uh, World Cup, everybody said U.S. soccer is done. We're broken. We need to dismantle. And I, I disagreed. I said, look, we have a lot of young players coming through the ranks. Um, so I, I think U.S. soccer is probably better than ever. Uh, unfortunately, it just happened that we, we didn't qualify. Um, but I think the DA system is doing a fantastic job. Is it perfect? I don't know. But the development academy that, you know, is producing a lot of these players was just implemented back in 2007. So you got to give it, you know, this next World Cup cycle, we fell then you could say we need to dismantle the system and kind of rebuild. But this World Cup and the next World Cup will really show what the DA system has done. Yeah. Um, I, I like the competition. Obviously, it's, it's great for our young players to be tested. However, I wouldn't mind to have at least one of those teams be more of a mid-tier to, you know, slash crappy, crappier team. Just in case this shit goes south and we get blown out in every single one of the games, 
You know, like it would have been nice to play, uh, you know, like an Iceland or a Bosnia, uh, you know, even maybe even something like Peru. You know, Peru would have been a great competition where it's like it's more of our level, you know. Uh, I right. still I still like it, but just 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 for you know morale, so you have just have one semi medium to easy game because all these games are going to be pretty tough. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, did you hear what? Uh, a little off topic, but with Denmark, what what's going on there? No, what? So apparently, there's like a lot of like dispute going on between a lot of the first team players of the national team, Denmark national team couldn't really find what was the source of it so they for these world cup qualifiers they basically called in a bunch of denmark then uh danish players from like the third and fourth division leagues oh, and wow. a lot of their a lot of them they actually called the futsal national team in to represent wow that's pretty crazy yeah. why are they so unhappy I have no idea. I couldn't find an actual article telling me why they're unhappy. It's just a bunch of like, Dude, what? What's yeah. it? What's them like? Just like completely destroy everybody they play against. <laughs> then these players stay on the yeah. national team. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're moving to the new first division. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, I'm excited. I'll be catching the game tomorrow. Um, uh, and then another quick thing, just so everybody's aware, because I, I know everybody is all over the news trying to find out information. But Guatemala plays Argentina tomorrow. Um, so, obviously, Guatemala's Here in Los Angeles. Oh, uh, yeah? You're going to go? Uh, no, nah, tickets are too expensive to go watch Guatemala get cream. Oh, no. I was, I was thinking that, you know, hopefully Argentina doesn't get beat too bad. You know, they have, <laughs> they have the Guatemala <laughs> Messi on their team. Uh, they have uh, the Guatemala yeah. and Harry Kane on their team. They got everybody. Man. Guatemala. Guatemala was out for two years preparing, you know, specifically for this game. They decided to play no other yeah. games. Shoot, man. Well, they beat uh, they beat Cuba twice. <laughs> yeah, that that shows you that shows you how well they're prepared. Yeah, three zero and one nothing. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go, well, let's go Guatemala. There's a lot of. And, yeah. Well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, international friendlies this uh, this weekend, so it'll be fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, um, well, did you see the UEFA Cup of Nations uh, Nations League started today as well? Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend Bryce is was posting something about Wales playing Ireland. This guy yeah, will, well, this, guy will po- this guy will, this guy will post shit about Wales, but never talks anything about the U.S. men's national team. He, and he doesn't even he, the only player he knows is freaking Gareth Bell. Yeah, and I think his great 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 grandpa was Wales or something. Well, anyways, one last quick wrap up is Clint Dempsey retires from international. Well, from all play. What do you think yeah. of his career? Prolific career, good, bad. What do you think? What can you say about the man, the myth, the legend, the rapper? Um, man, I love watching Clint Dempsey play. And, you know, he it, it was kind of crazy because him and Donovan kind of came up at the same time, and Donovan got all the spotlight, but. Two very completely different players, and Dempsey just had that that swagger about him, you know. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a video um, of just a bunch of different athletes kind of just, uh, you know, wishing him luck and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. It's got, like, Todd Gurley, Marshawn Lynch, Kobe Bryant, and then a couple of U.S. men's national team and women's players. So it's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, man, I love watching him play. What about you, man? What What has Dempsey meant to you? He he's 
one of the greatest American players uh, to ever play. Um, top five? Tying, tying, definitely top five. Tying the, the, the record, you know, the all-time going score record for uh, the USA. Um, I was actually – I'm a little hater right now, so I was actually happy he didn't break it because I believe the greatest American right now <laughs> is Landon Donovan. So, but I mean, he's done so much for the national team. I mean, a lot. Taker Tuesday, MLS loves talking about him. He's done incredible stuff, dude. And dude, there's not going to be another. Although there's going to be a lot more talent, I don't. I don't think there's going to be another player that can match like the intensity and the effort that he gave, and what he meant for the national team. Yeah, and uh, I know there's a lot of debate right now of who's better, Donovan or Dempsey. Uh, I mean, I think everybody, you know, it's not who's better, but, you know, Donovan's just that player just like Zidane who just controlled the whole team. So you it's, you really can't compare, but Dempsey's definitely up there. If not number two, maybe number three. He's of the best Americans to ever play the game. Um, but hopefully, I think Dempsey's inspired a lot of uh, – a lot of young Americans to pursue soccer. And uh, hopefully one day we'll be talking about Pulisic the same way we were talking about Donovan and Dempsey. Well, I think, I think Pulisic, not, not to say he's already the greatest American player, but just like Alexi Lala said, he's transcended the American name in the sense that when you talk about Christian Pulisic, you don't say, man, that's a great American player. You say Christian Pulisic, man, that's just a great player. He's yeah. no longer known as a great American player. No, he's known as a great soccer player just in general. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, Dempsey, we love you, man. Uh, hopefully you and Donovan can be involved some way in U.S. soccer or MLS. I would love to see them become coaches one day. Uh, Donovan's going to go coach for Mexico, dude. Oh, man, can you imagine? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he was already going for them in the World Cup anyway. He was, dude. Wow, that's right. That that's that made me more angry than anything, dude. But what I still love Donovan, but that killed me. Uh, but anyways, man. Um, anything else you got? Nah, uh, that's uh, that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Yeah, USA, USA. Let's go, baby. Peace, y'all. Let's go. Bye.